You know the liberals' lockdown hypocrisy is bad when even CNN is calling them out on it. And Prince Harry suggests that maybe COVID-19 is payback from Mother Nature. And critics are slamming AOC for selling a tax the rich sweatshirt that only the rich can afford to buy. We've got all that and much more coming up and it starts right now. Hello there. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I am filling in for Sarah Gonzalez while she is out on maternity leave with her new baby. Boy, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, people, if you've been worried about Christmas being canceled, I've got some interesting stories for you. Your fears may be confirmed. But with me today, we're really lucky. Matt Kibbe, the host of Kibbe on Liberty here on Blaze TV, is with us. Thanks for being in yeah, town. Yeah, it's awesome us to be back. Yeah, good to have you. And then Yaku Buyans. The president and founder of Share Together and host of the Yaku Buyan Show. Thanks for Thank being you. here. Thank you. It's good to, be here. It's good, good to be here. All right. So like I said, you know, a lot of people have been really worried about Thanksgiving. We were hit with all the don't travel, don't hang out with friends and family, except maybe four or five people in your immediate household. And so now has people really worried about Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's and all that good stuff. Well, the Los Angeles mayor, Eric Garcetti, said yesterday that they have reached record highs and he has released a video saying, we need to just cancel everything. Take a listen. My message couldn't be simpler. It's time to hunker down. It's time to cancel everything. And if it isn't essential, don't do it. Don't meet up with others outside your household. Don't host a gathering. Don't attend a gathering. And following our targeted safer at home order, if you're able <coughs> to stay home, stay home. Okay, so this order is effective immediately. It requires all city residents to stay home unless they're engaging in essential activities. Some of those include healthcare operations, grocery store visits, farming, social services, media and music production, plumbing and electricity work, and so on. Matt, I'll start with you. Do you think canceling everything is going to help? I, th I think it's dangerous and crazy to continually do these things even though the, the data that, that we're supposed to glom onto suggests that, that lockdowns don't work. Um, a guest on my recent show called it a case-demic, and that we've, we've muddled this scientific difference between someone actually being sick and someone testing positive for something. But, but I'm, I'm not a, a medical guy, I'm an economist, and the economic consequences of continual lockdowns and the arbitrary nature of who's essential and who's not essential um, is the height in sort of central planning arrogance because everybody's essential, as otherwise they wouldn't exist as a, as a yeah. productive member mm -hmm. of the economy. So it drives me crazy, and it particularly drives me crazy that the political class, who never worry about whether or not they're going to get a paycheck, they never worry about whether or not they have to cut their staff, they're perfectly happy shutting everybody else down. And and since it didn't work shutting the economy down, they're now coming into our households. Mm -hmm. It's outrageous. So, uh, Yaku, you know, Eric Garcetti, he said these restrictive measures, they could go well into the springtime. Do you think the people of L.A., because you were just in California, do you yeah. think the people in L.A. will be able to last that long? The answer is no. I'm so glad that we're with you on the show today because it's, it's been long overdue for us to look at the situation from an economic lens. We have to. You fix a lot of things in society through economics, through opportunity. California will not survive. They can't. I was there. I just spent three days there and I traveled. Okay? I was there and I know. And I talked to the people on the ground and they've had enough. 
The public have had enough. This is, this is insane. But you, they've warned us a second wave of lockdown. And they're serious. When they say this, you need to know they're serious. When they say they're going to lock down, this is what they want. And you're 100% right. They're not at risk. Their, their jobs, their security, these politicians not at risk. But something very ironic that you mentioned, because you know my background, we own a production company. Media and music will continue. Why? Because that state is, that's the only money they make. Literally, Hollywood feeds that place, and Hollywood the industry, not the place, the zip code. Mm -hmm. But they're very reluctant to completely shut that down, because that's the only st real stimulus into their economy that they have at the moment. No, California is not going to make it in any other state that does that. But I will tell you this, Garcetti is not reflecting the will of the people. And I'm speaking about a guy, I was there yesterday, and it's not people, I don't know these people, I go into strangers, you know, uh, facilities, and I talk to them and say, how's it, how's it going here? Almost all of them ask me, where are you from? The accent. And I say, I live in Texas. And they go, oh, I wish I could live in Texas. <laughs> yeah. And I ask why? And they said, aren't you guys free to do business? And I said, yeah. We're free to do business. So it's catastrophic. I think economically it's going to be catastrophic and it's been catastrophic, but it's going to be catastrophic. And I wrote an article to Newsweek, an op-ed earlier uh, through COVID, and I said the collateral damage of COVID. And you know it was epic. Suicide, depression, abuse. Watch. Yeah. Watch California. It's, it's disastrous. It's not human nature. And by the way, these aren't two silos. It's not health versus economics because... The economy is what finances all of the things that keep us healthy. That's and there's right. a fundamental link between these two things. And of course, the state of California and the city of Los Angeles is imagining that Washington, D.C. is going to bail them out. And, and Trump has refused to do that. Um, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi will have a different opinion on that. But shut down the economy, shut down all the small businesses. That is the engine of the revenue source by which the government functions. And eventually, I mean, the state of California cannot print its own money yet, but eventually um, he will worry about his own job and whether or not he gets yes. a paycheck, but he will be the last domino to fall, and by that point, it's too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, too, what's upsetting to a lot of us is the whole do as I say, not as I do that we're seeing from some of these leaders, like the mayor of Austin, Texas, who had to acknowledge that he made a video last month warning residents to stay home to slow the spread. Well, he was actually in Mexico on vacation with his family members and some others. I want you to see the clip, uh, and bear in mind, he's in Mexico when he's saying this. The thrust of the most important messages trying to get out to the community right now is that our numbers are increasing and everybody has to be aware of that. And then we need to, you know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to, to keep the numbers down. This is not the time to, to relax. We're going to be looking really closely. Uh, and, and I'm going to add a new message. We have trying to do contact tracing to see if we may have to close things down if we're not careful. Uh, if we're going to be closing things down, it would be great to be able to do it in a really surgical way and going really specifically to things that are our problems. One thing we're learning now is that people, when they get sick, uh, seem to be a little reticent in contact tracing to actually tell us who they were with and where they were. I don't know why. Okay, so he did confirm to KVU in Austin when the video was recorded that he was in Cabo San Lucas. He was with eight people, including immediate and extended family after flying from Austin on a private jet. And mm. two days earlier, he had hosted a wedding and a reception at an Austin hotel for his daughter with 20 guests. 
even though the city was under stage three guidelines, which suggested no gatherings of more than 10 people. Uh, Several wedding attendees flew to Austin from across the U.S., including a Seattle-based wedding photographer. So eight of the attendees ended up going to Cabo San Lucas, stayed there for a week at the family timeshare. He did apologize, (laughs) but... How in the world was he able to keep a straight face telling everyone you need to stay home and you, this isn't the time to relax while he was relaxing in Mexico? You know, there's, there's like there's two ways to interpret this. Either it's kind of a let them eat cake kind of thing where the political class and the rulers who impose these rules on the rest of us don't expect to live by them. But, but a more fundamental question to me is like, does he actually believe it? Like if you believe that shelter in place is a health priority, not just for other people, but for your own family, why are you jetting off to Cabo? You must not believe it. You must have a different exactly. agenda. You must be after some something like control over the people of the city of Austin. That's just a theory of mine. That's look, a great point. Look, I, 100%, I'll say this. These are posers. They're actors. There's a reason Cuomo got an Emmy. Okay, they're all actors, these opposers. That there's no conviction that this is actually dangerous. They look at the mortality rate and they go, ah, you know, tell the people this is these rules of you. Probably two minutes after that video, he said, come on, boys, let's go spearfish, right? And off they go into Cabo. Mm-hmm. It's hypocrisy. My question is this, how long will the American people be allowed to be fleeced? How long will we sit here and just say, that's right, lie to my face, and I'll just keep eating it? Mm-hmm. At some point, you know, that city, it's not Texas. Austin is not Texas anymore. You can't li- go to Austin and say, well, this is Texas. You know, it, in any city that says keep Austin weird and embrace these kind of guys, in a way, those cities have gotten what they, what they wanted because they voted these guys into office to a degree. But at some point, power to the people has to rid. The people has to rise up and say, no, not doing it. Yeah. Not putting on a mask, not shutting down my business. Right. If a little bunch of looters can go into a target and walk out out with television sets and the police just watch them and go, we can't do anything. There's too many of them. When will we just say enough's enough? I thought it was kind of surprising, too, in light of all this. Uh, CNN actually even decided to call some of these leaders out on it. We have a clip. Let's take a listen. A number of Democratic leaders apologizing or reversing course after multiple occurrences of do as I say, not as I do. They have been caught not following their own coronavirus guidelines. The past few weeks brought into relief a pattern of leaders failing to lead by example, asking Americans to make sacrifices that they themselves are unwilling to make and appearing sorry only when they're caught. Trust is built slowly, but it evaporates faster than reservations at a fancy restaurant. A lot of these leaders, they are looking across the aisle to blame Republicans who aren't taking mask wearing seriously. But maybe it's time they also look in the mirror and ask themselves if that amuse-bouche was really worth it. See, like this that they're pointing out, this has been happening since March, by the way. Mm -hmm. So this is not a new phenomenon. I, I still remember the mayor of Chicago who has been aggressively authoritarian in her approach in that city. Um, She wouldn't allow anyone else to get their hair done, but she was first in line to do that. So again, I ask this question, is this really a a misguided health measure? Um, I don't, there's no scientific evidence that lockdowns actually work, but I think it's at this point about something else. Maybe they were just uh, covering their butts early on but now I think they see it as a window to impose all sorts of long-lasting policies 
that they couldn't have done in normal times. And it gets to your point, mm -hmm. um, when, when does civil obedience, obedience kick in? I was in Austin a couple of days ago and a, rest, uh, a bar had a big banner on the front of it that said, we're a restaurant now. And that's a clever way of getting past yeah. bans on bars, but you're still allowed to go to a restaurant. So these, these quiet things, if, if your people are finding workarounds, it means you have no legitimacy as, as a government. Yeah, yeah. yeah th th there's, no, there's no leadership. Look, I think this is an incredibly well executed. I'll give them that. And they do that way better than us on the conservative side. They play to win and they play long at all costs. It's an extremely well executed social experiment for a greater cause, mm. a greater purpose. This is a, and I'm not saying there's no virus, of course there's a virus, but I look at the mortality rate. I, my history is, an, you know, there's other things more dangerous, a lot more. But this is a social engineering experiment and they're winning it. This is how far can we push them? How often? When, when will they break? When will they fight back? And the answer thus far is keep pushing. Mm -hmm. They're not fighting back yet. And in cases it's happening, but that's concerning because what's the bigger play? The only way you move this country to become a completely, you know, indoctrinated social, you know, a socialist nation, quasi-communist China, right, is you push the people into submission. And so far we just yield. Mm -hmm. We yield. We yield. And then you have got guys like the, the mayor in Austin who makes it very easy, you know. Um, and that's my question is why, why do people still drink the Kool-Aid? Right. I thought it was interesting. He seemed, the mayor in Austin seemed a little surprised that people were reticent to adopt contact tracing. Because he's, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and, 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 and they're surprised when you want to look into their behavior. Well, well, I mean, I'm an elected official. Right. I'm guessing he didn't comply with contact tracing on no. his way to It Cabo, doesn't appear so, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, just think about the infrastructure of contract, on contract tracing. Um, some faceless bureaucrat is going to know where you go and when you go and who you go with. Um, this sounds like something that China has done uh, specifically to control people that don't fall in line. So I, I think, I mean, we, we need to point out this is a, this is a dangerous virus, um, but heart disease is 10 yeah. times more dangerous. Yes. Cancer is 10 times more dangerous. Yes. And people are, are afraid. They're afraid to go to the hospital and get treatment for those things. So not only is this about control, but, but they're hurting people. People are dying because they don't think they can get the health care that they need because they're afraid. Right. That's, right. That's a great point. Yeah. All right. So we have got to go to break. We have a whole lot more ahead, though, so stick around. Um, first, I want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock, though. Here is how easy home title theft is. The legal titles to our homes, they're digitized and they're kept on government and business servers and in the cloud where they can be hacked. And then a cyber thief finds your home's title, forges your signature on a quick claim deed, stating that you sold your home to him and then it's just done. And he takes out loans against your home until all your equity is gone and leaves you in debt. And you won't even know until the collection calls pour in. You're not protected by insurance or your bank or common identity theft programs, but Home Title Lock will protect you. Home Title Lock protects you in the unlikely event that you become a victim of home title theft. While you're a member, Home Title Lock will spend up to a quarter million dollars in legal fees to help restore your home's title. So you can go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim, then use code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back in a minute.
Dave Morris is a restaurant owner in Michigan, and there was a news reporter reporting outside of his restaurant, and he came outside, rather than waiting to be interviewed, he came outside, crashed the interview, and we have a clip. The details on why the judge said no. Javarius, uh -huh. is everything okay? okay? My government leaders have abandoned me. Are you, are you the owner? $4 trillion of stimulus money. They gave it to who? Special interest groups and campaign donors. I'm Dave Morris. I own the place. So what's going on? What's going on? You know what's going on. Tell me. You tell me. Hey, we got a government that has taken the stimulus money. They gave it to special campaign donors. They gave it to special interests. They abandoned me, and they have put me in a position where I have to fight back. Okay? So do you feel that this is the right thing to do? Absolutely. I feel everybody needs to stand up. Hey, listen, there was enough money to give every family, every family in this country, $20,000 to go home for two months. They chose to give it to special interests and campaign donors, the Kennedy Space Center, and they abandoned us. So you could have given me money. I'd gladly walk away for 60 days and let this virus settle down. I'm not going to do it alone. Okay. Are you going to continue to violate the state's orders and this stay open? This is a sta state order. This isn't an order. This is a conspiracy. This is a tyranny. What do you want to tell other restaurant owners who... Wake up. Stand up. This is America. Be free. All right. So like I said, that's Dave Morris. Um, he's been defying the order that restaurants can't open safely and successfully, so they have a ban on indoor dining. He's been defying the order, calling the state actions a tyranny, he got a cease and desist letter from the Kalamazoo County Health Department, but he said his business has been booming, so he's planning on staying open. Um, he's had a daily fine of $1,000. He's up to $6,000 as of yesterday. So, Matt, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on this. So it's interesting. He said that if they had divided the stimulus um, without all of the special interests getting the vast majority of that two-plus trillion um, it would be $20,000 per family. It's actually, my friend Congressman Thomas Massey did the math at the time, and it's actually 60 grand per family if that money had actually gone to the families that are, that are being forced to lock down their businesses or being forced to lose their, their jobs. Um, so yeah, he's, I love that guy. Yep. I, I want to get him on my show. Um, there's another guy in New York who actually got thrown in jail for doing exactly that. And this, this probably gets at that moment where people are gonna just start resisting by ignoring. Um, I don't want it to get violent, it can't get violent because they'll lose the moral high ground, but if they just say no, and there are enough people in that community that stand with that restaurant owner, um, particularly if they try to throw him in jail, uh, the governor of Michigan's pretty authoritarian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a thing, but you know, someone's got to stick their neck out and, and grassroots movements start with someone that sticks their neck out. Uh, maybe even they go to jail and then the people rise up because it's, it's, a, it's just a question of right and wrong. You can't do that to that guy. Yeah. So, so well said. I want to know where he is. I want to go eat there. I want to take my friends there. I want to support this guy. That's an American and I didn't see hate in his heart. I didn't hear hate. I heard frustration, which is just, and it, it's rightful, right? But I heard a guy saying, enough is enough. This is America. Repeat that. This is America. When you start looking around the world, the methods being used to indoctrinate people, it's third world country methods. This is what happens in Africa. This is what happens in Cuba, you know, in Venezuela. This is how you treat and, and, and implodes Hillary. So we need to support it. And it always takes one guy that's willing to say, I'll walk towards fire, 
Mm-hmm. Okay? Because it's worth it. And now they need to rally around them. It is worth it. This is how all change in America's history has happened. Whether it's Martin Luther King, or no matter who you want to quote, it's a guy or a woman, right? It's Rosa Parks or whoever saying, it's worth it. For the future, go towards the fire. And I'm saying more Americans like that march towards it. And just say no. And the community rallying around them, what are they going to do? How are you going to stop a whole community? Mm-hmm. They, they couldn't stop a Walmart looting. They can't stop a whole community. We just need to stand up. I agree. I really admire him. That's a tough position to be in. But oh, it's, a, it's an awful position. Long term, what do you think the effects will be on the economy if they keep trying to shove these lockdowns down our throats? So the Congressional Budget Office just put out a number that is unfathomable. $15 trillion, w- w- which is what this, this pandemic and this lockdown will cost the American economy. And that turns out to be enough money to buy Spain. And it's, it's hard to even imagine how much that is, but that is all money out of productive activity. It's money out of federal and state budgets. It's money out of family incomes. And um, it's going to take a generation to recover from that. Mm-hmm. And people don't appreciate that. That means people have less food. That means people have less health care. That means that everything that matters to flourishing of human beings takes a hit. That's the cost. That really puts it in perspective for sure. And, um, and, if, and if I could, it just means we become a more dependent people, more dependent on help. We're not, we're a free people because we can produce in this country. Mm-hmm. We can dream. Yeah. We, can, we can produce something and sell something. And when you cut that down, you're becoming dependent. You're now literally waiting on somebody, a handout. And, and we're going to get to a point, in my opinion, you're the economist, but we're going to get to a point here where the nation can't help the nation. And there's a nation. That's going around the world that says, we can help you, okay. called China. Just go look at Africa. And they say, we'll bail you out. When you start having nation built, this is dangerous territory right. we're walking in. We all made fun of AOC when she told people not to go back to those lousy jobs because it was just undignifying for them. But maybe there's a method to her madness because instead we have these big government checks that we're promising that turn into uni- universal basic income which basically means that we all depend on the government for yes. our income. And once we take that, we're trapped. Yes. Yep, can't get out. Absolutely. Everyone say no to that. Mm. All right, so let's talk just briefly about People Magazine naming Dr. Fauci one of their 2020 People of the Year. Also, I thought that I, I just learned this today. I guess in April, I don't know how I missed this. In April, some of Fauci's admirers began a petition campaign to name him People Magazine's sexiest man alive. What is going on? Um, what do you think about how America's basically turned Fauci into a celebrity? It's a reward. It's how that, that, that class works. They're rewarding good behavior. Downstream, Cuomo, all the, you're going to see more of this. All the good puppy dogs you know, that, that, followed, that followed when the puppeteer played. They just sang like canaries. This is how they reward them. They elevate their social status, give them a book deal, give them an award. Sexiest man in the world. Come on, what are we talking about here? <laughs> but it's, but, but, but you have around. to look at who it is. It's People Magazine, for crying out loud. Like, there's any credibility left there. No, it's, I look at it as a reward system. That's literally those who really pull the string saying, well done. You're it's playing a, for yeah. the team. Yeah, it's important to remember that, he, you know, we, we all say follow the science, but is he a scientist or is he a politician? He's been in government yeah. since before Yoda was born. <laughs> and that's a long time. And 
And you, you, the propaganda, though, is amazing because you can go back and, and watch the video where he said, don't wear a mask. Yeah. Fiddling with your mask is more dangerous than not having one on. You can go back and seeing him flip and flop and flip and flop. And yet we're supposed to follow the science. Um, mm-hmm. He's a politician. Well, he is supposed to be having his first discussions about the coronavirus pandemic with President-elect Joe Biden's transition team today. He said he's meeting with them by Zoom virtually, but today's going to be the first day where he's going to have some uh, substantive discussions about the transition between him and the Biden team. What do you think is going to come of this meeting? Any thoughts? Any guesses? He is a survivor. Like, this is my point about him being a politician. He's a survivor. Mm -hmm. And he survived the Trump administration, although there, there was clearly a fundamental philosophical difference um, with Trump's instinct to open up the economy. And, and I think he will flourish in the Biden administration and he will probably be a government bureaucrat long after Yoda has passed away. I, I definitely don't think yeah, so. Yeah, a fighter is only as good as his corner. He's cut man, he's trainer, a fighter. And he's got an incredible corner. He's start talking gates. And all these guys who are in his corner, all the guys he's walked with through presidents, you know, he's been there. He's going to stay there because he's got a really good corner, those who champion. And it's a good front man for them. I mean, he's been he's been a front man. And to survive through a Trump administration where even the president at times said, I don't agree with this guy. He, you have to have an incredible corner to survive. But I think what's going to happen here, my concern is, and I've got this feeling is, that Barack Obama, President Obama, was not radical enough for the left. They wanted him to be. I really believe that innately. And this is their time where I think they're going to, they're going to step on the gas pedal. And so I'm interested, very interested, to see what Anthony Fauci is going to say mm-hmm. after this meeting. What's the plan? Yeah. And what's the next, what's the next execution strategy to indoctrinate the American people? What's the next step? All right, so we've got more to come, but first we do want to thank our sponsor, Lamps Plus. Because when I started decorating my house for the holidays last week, I noticed things that never used to bother me, but now they do, like those outdated fixtures that made the rooms in my home not feel very warm. And that's why I'm using Lamps Plus to upgrade my home for the holidays. I'm inviting people over for the holidays. Uh, it just makes sense because Lamps Plus is the nation's largest lighting retailer. Because why would I go anywhere else? They have decades of experience and they're so much more than lamps. They have over 50,000 lighting and home furnishing products. Everything from chandeliers and ceiling fans to lighting fixtures that illuminate your kitchen and your bath. They even have a wide assortment of mirrors and some really cool bar stools. You'll even discover table lamps. They have the built-in USB ports that you can charge all your devices. And they have indoor fountains that provide soothing sounds while you work. And maybe will upgrade your home office a little bit. So as a family-owned business that wants to help you love your space, Lamps Plus carries the most top trusted brands like Sean Beck. It's a 150-year-old lighting company from right here in the U.S. that specializes in handmade chandeliers with the world's finest crystals. A Sean Beck chandelier, it adds glamorous flair of luxury to your house, that wow factor that impresses everybody who sees it. And one of my favorite things about Lamps Plus is that most of their products they ship for free, with many of them shipping the exact same day. So right now, Lamps Plus is helping you create the perfect holiday at home to brighten and add some comfort to your space during their holiday sale. For a limited time, you can save up to 50% on hundreds of lighting, furniture, home decor designs, go to lampsplus.com slash Y. That's lampsplus.com slash Y to save up to 50% on select items. That is lampsplus.com slash Y. We'll be back in just a minute.
Prince Harry said in a recent interview that he thinks that COVID-19 could be retribution from Mother Nature. Here's a clip. It's been a universally tough year for everybody. You know, someone said to you right at the beginning of, uh, of the pandemic, it's almost as though Mother Nature has sent us to our rooms for bad behavior, um, to really take a moment and think about what we've done. It certainly reminded me, as, as it has probably reminded all of us, how interconnected we all are. Not, not just as people, but through nature. We take so much from her, um, but we rarely give anything back. He also basically said he had concerns about having children initially because of the threat of climate change. This is a pretty dark way of looking at the virus, wouldn't you say? Well, uh, my first reaction to that video is, is that a hostage video? <laughs> Does he have to say this? But, but I think he actually believes that mm -hmm. stuff. And maybe he's just not as old as I am because I remember other viruses and I remember really bad viruses. And I went back and, and did research on, on the, the so-called Hong Kong flu that hit the United States in 68 and 69. And what's most fascinating about that is like adjusted for population, that one was probably less severe than this one. Um, but we didn't lock anything down. And my favorite band, The Grateful Dead, played like 100 shows in the Bay Area at the very time when troops were coming back from Vietnam when the Hong Kong flu and it was at its height. So we had a very different attitude back then. And so perhaps as an old guy, I can remind Prince Harry that, that we've gone through this before. It's going to be okay. And maybe we should let nature run its course because it's going to whether we want it to or not. Mm -hmm. uh, so well said. Great band too, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Grateful Dead. Look, yeah. we, we, we got to do a whole show on the day. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Look, yeah. we have to remember he's married to Meghan Markle. Okay. We have to understand th th the mindset and the philosophy that that guy lives in every day. It may, uh, may as well be in an AOC household. They eat the Green New Deal for breakfast. This is what they believe. They love it. Yes, let Mother Nature take course. Hallelujah, because you've got an immune system. And let it take its course. Absolutely. Let's go there. Let's go to real science. When you talk science, science, let's look at the mortality rate. Let's go to real science once and for all. Right? It looked like a hostage video, for sure, in a, in a dungeon, in a bunker somewhere. Like he, old, he was blinking. It was, set it was, me free. Yeah, like, help me. Set me. Maybe set me free from... The woman that's indoctrinating me every day, you know, maybe. You, know? Well, you, you mentioned the Green New Deal. So, of course, we have to talk about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because she's selling. I, I didn't realize this until today. So she's selling some kind of pricey items, even though she declared capitalism to be irredeemable. Apparently, maybe she's changed her tune on that a little bit, at least personally, because she has a shop that sells $58 shirts that say tax the rich. Now, the $58 does not include shipping and handling. It costs an additional $9.22 to ship the product to your house. So the grand total for this tax the rich shirt is $67.22. She has, I mean, like I said, an entire merchandise shop. She's got a hoodie promoting Green New Deal. Uh, it's $65. Now, if you can't afford these expensive long-sleeved shirts, you can get a AOC Plus Me shirt for only $27. And instead of paying off your student loan debt, you can spend $27 on a cancel student debt t-shirt. She even has another one that says drink water and don't be racist. Uh, that t-shirt is $27. They've got posters, $25 onesies promoting the Green New Deal. So she's selling all kinds of things. Uh, a lot of people are saying, well, this is very hypocritical because of the premium pricing she's got on these items. 
a lot of people felt like this was very tone deaf considering her message. So how did she think this was going to go? Well, I, I don't think she saw the contradiction. I think that this is, uh, maybe this is uh, hipster socialism because you're gonna be tweeting your anti-capitalist rants on your, on your iPhone and you're gonna be wearing your $65 sweatshirt. But I, but I think it's, it's sort of that same contradiction that is democratic socialism. You can't be democratic and socialist. Democratic is supposedly bottom up and everybody has a voice and everybody's making choices. Socialism by its nature is top down. Um, so maybe a $65 anti-capitalist sweatshirt is, is that same contradiction, but I, I don't think she sees it. And I don't think she knows that people in Venezuela don't have any sweatshirts, let alone $65 ones. Spend on one, yeah. Look, this is again, the posers, they pose because, and there's no conviction. They don't actually believe, but, but I wanna thank her. Thank you, Ms. Cortez, for showing us that America is the greatest nation when you can have a radical, insane idea like the Green New Deal and actually profit from it. And you're living in a nation that allows you to do that and have a not so good looking shirt that you're selling. I don't care if she sells it for 150 bucks. America's America. She should be able to sell it for whatever she wants. Mm -hmm. But what she doesn't get is the fact that you're selling it tells me that this time around, you've actually outrun your brain capacity. Mm -hmm. The three working brain cells now, you've, she's going to cease, right? Because she's actually now operating full bore in capitalism. So thank you for the hypocrisy. Thank you for showing your people you're not really about what you say you're about. Right? Because if you were, you would say, sit in a bamboo hut that your grandmother wove together on a mud floor and you would abandon all technology, right? So the hypocrisy is so thick, it's insane. We just need to see through it. I think it's so funny because a lot of people were calling her out on it on Twitter about her use of capitalism and saying, you know, well, shouldn't these be free? You know, like college tuition, shouldn't these be, I can't afford it, so <laughs> shouldn't my sweatshirt be free? But at least they were gender neutral, so I'm, I'm more comfortable about <laughs> there, that. Yeah. There you go. Well, one other thing about uh, AOC, she kind of hit back after Betsy DeVos warned that free college is a push of a socialist takeover, high, higher education. Um, I just don't think she understands there's no such thing as free money. Well, it's, it's worse than that because the, the, the bailouts that they're pushing for student debt is a direct transfer of money from relatively rich kids that went to college from a lot of kids that didn't have the money to go to college. Where do they think this money comes from? It is, it is a wicked transfer of wealth that they're supposedly all against, but they just think that everything's free. Everything should be free. But maybe if college is free, certainly that sweatshirt should, like, I want a couple. I agree. AOC yeah. will be expecting our Tax the Rich sweatshirts. Uh, I think it said it takes about two weeks. So in two weeks, I'm looking for my, my free sweatshirt. All right, we've got to go to break. We'll be right back. I mean, I wouldn't wear it. I would probably donate it. Three Hong Kong pro-democracy activists, they were jailed for organizing protests last year, and they're vowing that the fight will continue, but Joshua Wong, Agnes Chow, and Ivan Lam, they were found guilty of organizing and taking part in the mass protests near the police headquarters. This happened last June. Now, Wong got a sentence of 13 and a half months in jail. Chow and Lam were sentenced to 10 and 7 months, respectively. Uh, they've been held in police custody prior to the sentencing with Wong under solitary confinement. 
Um, the magistrate said immediate imprisonment was the only appropriate option for the defendants after they called on protesters to besiege the headquarters and they chanted slogans that undermined the police force. Do you think that there's a chance that Hong Kong could see democracy again when we see decisions made like this? So I, I would be skeptical otherwise, but I had uh, a friend of mine, uh, a guy named Simon Lee on my show, who actually lives in Hong Kong. He's a classical liberal um, economist type guy, and he kind of thinks it's over. He doesn't see how you wind this back. The only thing that protects freedom in Hong Kong is the fact that this is the economic engine that props up the Chinese economy. So the question is, is the fundamental uh, stripping of civil liberties, voting, speaking, um, students just disappearing, is that ultimately going to have an impact on the economic engine? I, I think it has to. It's probably gonna be a lagging thing. So the only thing that protects Hong Kong right now is the economic necessity um, of China having that source of income. But I don't think they see it that way. I think they're true believers. I think they think that uh, managed authoritarianism is the future, and that's what they're doing right now. It's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to double down, is my opinion. Uh, but look at the contrast. Look at the contrast. Here's the guy saying free Hong Kong with an American flag on a rooftop, saying, hey, freedom of speech. And here we're sitting, the three of us, in a nation where our First Amendment protects that very freedom of speech, right? And it's almost like I, I want to say to America, value it again. Mm -hmm. Value what our founding fathers fought for, what our men and women defend us for as we speak here. You know, value it again. Because there's people that are literally being imprisoned for just saying, free us. And here we take it for granted. And that means not just value freedom, but speak when injustice is being done. Evil exists when good men do nothing. And there's evil things happening in this country because good men, women, are watching and we're just, we're just cowering. Mm -hmm. you know, we're just saying, we have a right to defend the Constitution. We have a right to, to bear arms. We have a right to speak. I'm with you. No violence. Nobody's calling for violence. No. But I can go a long way in defending rights without being violent because our country is set up that way, right? Mm -hmm. And other people are dying. You know, the second, nobody wants to talk about this, the second Joe Biden claimed the presidency, and he's not president-elect yet, the election's not over, okay? Mm -hmm. But the second he claimed the presidency, within three days in Mozambique, a jihad caliphate made a statement and said, with Joe Biden in the White House, we will declare Mozambique a caliphate, and they beheaded 50 people in one day. Nobody's talking about this. I got calls from all over Africa saying, Yaku, 50 people just beheaded. Because they see America going towards becoming a weak institution again. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to pay attention to freedom. Well, it's really interesting, too. Uh, Biden's education transition leader, she praised communist China's education's magical work there. Her name is Linda Darling-Hammond. She's been a, a leading figure in California education policy. She wrote a book back in 2017, and she said, you know, China's population of 1.38 billion is more than four times the population of the U.S., yet the 213 school shootings in the U.S. since 2000 is 71 times the three such shootings in China. Anyway, you do the math, our children are suffering in ways that no other major country allows. 
She cites some other things uh, about China's school system that she thinks are great and magical. Um, why do you think people continue to, to think that they can trust the data that's coming out of China? Communist leader Xi is, is loving this because we, we point to their COVID data, which is clearly completely fictional, and say we need to be like China when it comes to COVID. We point to their completely ridiculous data on education and, and say we need to do that. Um, they're just sitting back and watching us destroy ourselves on this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's, it gets to this point, my, my favorite meme from the student protesters in Hong Kong, they're all waving American flags, you remember this? Mm -hmm. and, and the meme is, be the America Hong Kong thinks you are. And wow. we, we need to think about what's going on here because um, China is not something to emulate. And you don't need to be conservative, you don't need to be a libertarian. Um, anybody that cares about humans understands that what's really going on in China is devastating to people. And I, I, I see those pictures of those classes of students, and to me it looks like a prison. Mm -hmm. doesn't look like a classroom. Yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. one minute. I would love your thoughts, too. Um, you, you just said something. You actually have to care about people. And, and I'm telling you, when, again, I can judge the fruit. I can judge character. Right? When I look at policy, I don't pay attention to policy. I look at what they actually do, these radical liberals, right? And their actions tell me they do not care one bit about the American people. It's all about give me the votes, empower me to siphon funds off by whatever means necessary, tax you to the, to the heels, right, to, to broaden the base of the, of the elites up top. They do not care about the people. And so for that reason, we need to take a really hard look at local government and how we're going to restore a, a trust in humanity and, and caring about people again. Amen to that. All right, we're going to break. We'll be back with our question of the day in just a minute. Nice clothes. Mm -hmm. nice, nice clothes. <laughs> Yesterday on the show, we asked you, do you think we should bring back manly men or should we be dressing more like Harry Styles where you don't know? Man, woman, oh, who knows? So 96.7% of you said, bring back manly men. So there you go. I, I mean, 96%, that's pretty high. So it sounds like the people have spoken. Buy a suit and an axe, I don't know, a, a lumberjack shirt, I don't know. Okay, today's question, when will you stop wearing a mask? Now, six months from now, a year from now, or never? So I don't wear a mask unless I have to go into a grocery store and, and, and I flew here, so you have to wear a mask then. Um, I've read a lot about this and I just don't believe that they, they accomplish the things that they claim. So I, I do it mostly out of respect for other people who are more anxious about it than I am. And I'm not like a radical about it, but, but I just don't believe practically speaking that it makes sense. I had Ron Paul on my show and I asked him, he's a doctor and he's, he's, he is a radical on this. He thinks, he thinks it's dangerous to wear masks all the time. So I don't know, I yeah. make your own choice, but I've, I've made mine. For, for me, I don't wear them, right? And, and, and here's the deal. Do I think we're gonna keep seeing them being worn in our country? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yeah because you got these radical governors who, who are, have lost their minds. But uh, I look at facts, actual facts, and I know that that little mask that your grandma made 
you know, sitting in, you know, in crochet is not protecting you from not nothing. Helping it's you. a it's a symbol. So. Well, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much. Good now to I'm glad to have yeah. you in town for being on the show, guys. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.